Good morning, Fantasy. It is Thursday, March 3rd, and we have a great show for you guys today. But before we get started, I just want to make sure you guys uh, drop a subscription wherever you're listening to the show. Make sure you drop a review on Apple Podcasts and turn those notifications on so you get notified every single day, Monday through Friday, every morning where you get a brand new episode of Good Morning Fantasy in your inbox. Thank you for being here, and thank you for being a part of the Good Morning Fantasy family. But let's jump right into the show here, everybody. The NFL Combine starts today, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a big one. It's going to be a fun one, and that means a lot more news for myself to talk about every day, which is very exciting. Uh, right now, the news is so slow, and I'm kind of grasping at straws for episodes, I guess. But don't worry. I have plenty. Uh, but right now, I'm really excited for the combine to start so we can watch a lot of men run fast in shorts. Uh, I'm very excited to see what these guys do. I am very sad, though. Uh, quick quick aside, I, I'm a huge Malik Willis fan. If you guys probably know if you've been listening to the show consistently or follow me on Twitter. Um, Malik Willis is my favorite quarterback in this draft by far for my like in my heart. Kenny Pickett is my QB1. Malik Willis is my QB2, and he's my favorite to watch on film, and I'm really excited about him, especially for my Steelers, hopefully. Malik, if you're listening to this show somehow, please come to Pittsburgh. Force your way there. I don't care. Um, but he's not running the 40-yard dash, and I'm really sad about it because he probably would have ran like a sub 4-4, and he would have been nasty to watch. Um, but he probably is doing that for good reason because he doesn't want to be called a non-quarterback because he runs fast like every other boomer that sees a fast quarterback in the NFL Combine, which I get it. I get it, but I would really like him to see, uh, see him run I'm looking forward to seeing him throw, though, because uh, he has an absolute fucking cannon for an arm, and he's going to laser some balls out there in, uh, in Indy tomorrow. So I'm very excited for that. Uh, Thursday, I'm pretty sure, is quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers. Uh, Friday, I think, is tight ends and linebackers, maybe. And then uh, Saturday is DBs. I don't know. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's uh, I think that's the order. Uh, but anyway, we have a great show for you guys today. Not a lot of NFL news besides the combat going on right now. Uh, a lot of talks about... Tyler Murray's contract situation. Uh, just a lot of talks about like quarterback interviews with prospects at the draft. Uh, a lot of Malik Willis interviews. Um, Kenny Pickett's hand size is going to be interesting soon. But it's not, nothing too busy going around in the NFL news uh, world right now. But today we have a fun segment here. Uh, talking about leveling up, taking a look at uh, the 2021 rookie draft class and, you know, kind of projecting their future, if you will. Looking forward to what I expect for them in year two following their rookie season, whether it be good, bad, or in between. Uh, we're going to go one by one through every single, every single, I don't know what the accent just came out there, but we're going to look at the quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. I'm only going to be doing the notable players or the players I think that are most fantasy relevant. Uh, obviously, some rookies I'm not going to hit in here that obviously have fantasy value of some kind. Uh, but it's not enough to necessarily make the show doc, if that makes sense. Also, apologies if I forgot somebody. I went through uh, Sleeper and tried to look at the rookie draft classes and make sure I didn't miss anybody. But I, I'm interested uh, to see if I hit them all. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's, uh, let's 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 jump let's jump right into it here. Uh, quarterbacks. Uh, so look, starting off here with the quarterback position, Trevor Lawrence, uh, number one overall pick, most heralded draft prospect since Andrew Luck coming out of college, out of Clemson, total stud in college. His rookie year, he struggled uh, in Jacksonville. I think a lot of people give him a pass because of the whole Urban Meyer situation there in Jacksonville. Didn't have great weapons. DJ Chark, uh, Jacksonville's arguably uh, number one wide receiver, uh, went out with an ankle injury for most of the season, I believe in like week like six. Uh, so Trevor Lawrence didn't really have great weapons. Offensive line play was pretty poor. Uh, Travis Etienne, who was another first-round draft pick to kind of uh, give Lawrence a passing game weapon uh, at running back, hybrid dual threat in the backfield there. Also missing the entire season with a Liz Frank injury. So, I mean, next season, I'm, I'm definitely projecting a step up for Trevor Lawrence. I, I hope he finishes as the top 15 fantasy quarterback next year. Uh, I assume the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to do everything they can in the draft here 
to go out and uh, try to support Trevor Lawrence. A lot of mock drafts, including my own, if you guys want to check out my uh, my mock draft I posted today on Twitter, well, yesterday, on Wednesday. Uh, uh, yeah, on Wednesday on Twitter. I uh, I posted a full first-round mock if anyone wants to go over there and look at the number overall pick at the Jackson Jaguars selecting an off the tackle number one uh, to try to support Trevor Lawrence some more. And I hope they do go all in on Lawrence for the future. Obviously, they should because he's the number one pick, great prospect. Um, I just hope that they coach him up well, get him some more weapons, and he takes a step forward like he should because he is a great player. Love this film. He's a, he's a star in the making, and I really hope he takes that step forward for fantasy football as well. He should. He really should. I feel I – feel, I really hope. Up next year, Justin Fields, uh, my quarterback two coming into the last year's draft class, slipped down draft boards for God knows why. Uh, every year I feel like there's always a player that people just slide down draft boards for no reason. And last year was Justin Fields uh, going to the Chicago Bears. Uh, Matt Nagy's out of the picture there in Chicago, so I'm really going to be interested to see what the offensive coordinator uh, scheme looks like for the Chicago Bears this year. I really think they need to get another weapon uh, with Allen Robinson walking in free agency most likely as a report came out uh I think yesterday saying that Darnell Mooney is likely to step into the wide receiver one spot and Allen Robinson expected to walk. The Bears need to go in and get some more weapons for Justin Fields. Colcom, that's a nice one. Uh, Montgomery's a good running back, of course. They have a good defense there. I think the the Bears, uh, within a year or two, are going to be a consistent winning team again. Uh, I think Justin Fields is a great quarterback. I think he has really good fantasy upside. I would love to see him crack the top 15, top 12 this year if possible. I think that he really has an opportunity to step forward and take some big strides in year two this year for the Chicago Bears and for fantasy football. Moving down the list here at number three, we have Zach Wilson, my QB three coming out as well. Uh, loved his arm coming out of college at BYU. The Jets, uh, his rookie year was uh, up and down for sure. I think he always showed a lot of great flashes and good potential. He low-key had a really solid year. Um, he The only thing he was doing was making a lot of turnover uh, worthy plays. But I mean, as the season went on, after he got injured, Mike White started and Joe Flacco started for a couple games. When he came back from injury late in the season, he really looked better. Uh, he was starting to make smarter plays. Him and Elijah Moore started clicking better. Uh, I think the Jets are really in a nice spot, Loki. I think that Zach Wilson's going to take a step forward. And I, I'm confident about his future. I really am. I think overall, this draft class for quarterbacks is very good. Uh, and I think Zach Wilson is going to continue to develop nicely for the New York Jets. Moving down the list here, Trey Lance is my absolute favorite of this draft class for fantasy football. His rushing and arm talent is amazing. I feel I get similar vibes from him as I do from Malik Willis, honestly. Uh, Lance is going to be a stud this season. I think he's easily going to be a top 10 quarterback. I'm probably gonna be drafting him everywhere in redraft leagues. He's definitely going to be a, my guy for me. Uh, he has Debo, Brandon, Ayuk, George Kittle, good running game, Kyle Shanahan, coaching him up elite physical tools. I am very confident in Malik Willis's ability. Not Malik Willis. Sorry. <laughs> oh my God. I, they're so inter interchangeable. Trey Lance's ability to step forward, uh, next season and be a top 10 fantasy quarterback easily, uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. I'm very confident in his long-term ability. Uh, up next here, Mac Jones. Um, I, I talked about Mac Jones a lot on Twitter. I think he's a good real-life quarterback, but not the best fantasy football quarterback because he does not run the ball. He's a good passer. He's more of a game manager type. I think he'll always live between that quarterback 15 to 20 range. He's always going to be a guy who is definitely startable in super flex leagues, especially in Dynasty. Uh, but in redraft, I'm not going to be drafting Mac Jones. He should be sitting on your waiver wire next year. Uh, up next, Davis Mills here. Dynasty value. Go, uh, go by Davis Mills, guys. He has a great opportunity uh, to hold and develop. Uh, the starting job in uh, Houston. I think he's a really underrated quarterback, honestly, who had a solid rookie year. Better than most of the guys I just named before you, Lance, Wilson, Fields, and Lawrence. I mean, he had a better rookie year than like over half those guys. Um, I'm pretty sure he outplayed Trevor Lawrence statistically. Uh, that obviously doesn't mean he's better, but he is pretty good. Uh, and, you know, given the situation in Houston, he had a pretty good year. So I'm definitely keeping my eyes on Davis Mills. I think he has the opportunity to continue to develop and turn into a nice starter. I don't really think he has great fantasy upside, but... 
he could be a good starting quarterback in the NFL for a while. And that wraps up the 2021 quarterbacks, guys. Let's move on to the running backs here. Najee Harris, Javante Williams, Kenneth Gainwell, Elijah Mitchell, Trey Sermon, Michael Carter, tons of talented running backs in the group. I threw out some guys like Cuba Hubbard and uh, uh, what's his name? Jared Patterson and uh, what's the quarterback? Uh, Khalil Herbert in Chicago. Uh, there are a lot of quarterbacks where – wait, is Jared Patterson? Jared Patterson's in Washington. I, I get Jared Patterson and Khalil Herbert confused. I don't know why. I just always have. Uh, but for our next year, Najee Harris is an absolute monster for fantasy football. I mean, this even his rookie year with Walmart employees playing offensive line for the Pittsburgh Steelers, he still found a way to produce in every single way for the team. Obviously, depending on the new quarterback situation for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Najee can see less consistent checkdowns. But I do think regardless of what the situation looks like for passing, um, no matter what, I think the Steelers offensive line unit is going to be much improved from last season because they really can't get much worse. Honestly, they really cannot get much worse. Their run blocking was absolutely atrocious. So I, I definitely think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be spending draft capital this year on offensive line, whether it be in the first, second, or third round. I would almost guarantee you that they're going to take an offensive lineman or two or three uh, with their first three picks this year in the draft. Uh, Najee Harris is going to take a step forward, uh, in my opinion, for sure, as a rusher on the ground. And I think he definitely is a lock for top five fantasy football running back next season if, if he plays an entire year. Uh, up next, Javante Williams. I'm going to keep this simple. Absolute monster on the field. Amazing running back, super, super talented guy. Will Melvin Gordon leave? That is the grand question everyone's been asking. If Melvin Gordon's gone, Javante Williams is the top five running back next year. If he stays, I still think Javante has top 20, uh, top, 20 top 15 upside for sure. Uh, the talent is just too big to ignore. He's an absolute stud. Uh, I love Javante Williams, and I think he's going to be fantastic next season. He's currently my dynasty running back six or five, I forget. He's a monster. I, I, I'm really looking forward to see what Javante can do given the full work. Up next here, Kenneth Gainwell in Philadelphia. Great dynasty by right now. I'm setting a late skinny for him everywhere I can. Scooby up Kenneth Gainwell. I think he's going to transform into a really good, uh, like, top 24 to 20 running back every single year PPR kind of guy. Uh, it gives me J.D. McKissick vibes, but a better runner. I really like Kenneth Gainwell. I think he's a great prospect coming out. Him and Miles Sanders have an interesting relationship going forward. Um, I like him a lot. I think he can develop really nicely for fantasy football purposes. Uh, up next here, we're going to travel over to San Francisco. Look at the relationship between Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon. Sermon, throw him in the garbage. I'll keep that plain and simple. Elijah Mitchell, well, he's a really good running back. and I, I don't feel very confident in him getting a full workload next year because the San Francisco 49ers always bring in extra running backs into the running back room. They always have a different feature back every year, it feels like, these days. And Elijah Mitchell, while he's fantastic, I don't think he's going to be a full workhorse. I do expect him to live around that RB20 to 15 range, and which is great. Great value there. I'm just not going all in on him. I think he's a great player, though. Uh, up next here, Michael Carter. Great value. Uh, I'll keep it short and sweet. I'll say the same things pretty much for Zach Wilson, Michael Carter, and Elijah Moore. Talented players. New York Jets as a whole have a young core on offense that I think is going to develop over time and continue to take steps forward. Michael Carter, I would love to see him try to crack the top 30 next season as a running back. Going to be really interested to see where – uh, how, where do things shake out for him? He, he started to really put it together at the end of the season last year for the Jets. All right, that does it for the 2021 running back class. Moving down here to wide receivers, this is a loaded wide receiver class. I tried to get every more fantasy-relevant option I could here, but for the sake of time, I only listed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine players, which is still a ton, um, but I could have listed more, honestly. But let's just go down the list here. Up first, Jamar Chase. The, he should be a top five wide receiver next season for redraft. Absolute stud. Dynasty wide receiver two for me. Uh, Joe, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are an unstoppable duo, and they're going to be for a very long time. I'll keep it very simple for him. Devonta Smith up next here for the Philadelphia Eagles. Love Devonta Smith's film. Kind of gives me similar vibes to Jerry Judy, honestly. Elite route runner. 
who could use a bit of bit, a little bit of an upgraded quarterback play. But Devonta had a nice rookie year. He really did. I mean, we didn't we've been spoiled recently with guys like Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. But Smith puts together a nice rookie campaign, averaging over 10 points per game in PPR. Looked solid on the field. Stayed healthy the entire season, which was the biggest question mark for him coming out. Big fan of his moving forward. I think he easily can crack the top 20 next year in PPR leagues. Absolutely. Love Devonta Smith. Go send out an offer for him in your dynasty leagues. He's a buy low right now, in my opinion. Up next, Jalen Waddle. Love me some Jalen Waddle. Moving forward, I think he could be really used like Debo Samuel. I know a lot of people have talked about that on Twitter. It's kind of like developed into a bit of a meme. But um, Jalen Waddle is a fantastic wide receiver who has running and uh, receiving ability. Brand new head coach coming over for the 49ers. Uh, he said that he is going to use a lot Jalen Waddle a lot like Debo Samuel in the wide back role, as Debo has called it. Um, I think that Jalen Waddle is in for a huge fantasy year. It has top 10, top five upside next season. Absolutely adore Jalen Waddle. I'm going to be drafting as my wide receiver one or wide receiver two in a lot of places next year. I'm really interested to see what his ADP looks like. My guess is like fourth round. Uh, up next here, we have Elijah Moore. Uh, I'll keep it same thing that I've been saying with the Jets. Great young player, has a lot of upside. I think he's a really good prospect. And I think him and Zach Wilson could develop into a really nice duo for a long time for the New York Jets. Oh, up next here was Sean Bateman. Um, he had a good rookie year, but he missed a lot of time due to injury. The Ravens had an interesting situation with Lamar and Tyler Hunt. Uh, Huntley going back and forth due to Lamar being out with injury. Uh, Bateman's a good player, though. And I think if the Baltimore Ravens give him more consistent passing volume, he could really develop nicely. He was a great prospect coming out. And I'm still a big fan of his. I would love to see him crack the top 30 next year. Uh, up next here, we have Rondell Moore in the Arizona Cardinals. Not a huge fan of Rondale, honestly. Um, I would like to see him take a step forward next year, but I'm not really expecting much. I would be happy to see him crack the top 40. Uh, up next here, we have my boy, my legend, my savior, my hero, uh, my baby boy, Amon Ross St. Brown. He's been a my guy since me, since for, uh, of mine, since last year, this time when I was watching film. Absolutely adore Amon Ross St. Brown. I think if, as long as the Lions don't bring in a ton of uh, elite wide receiver prospects and free agency signings. I think Amon Ra could really continue to be the alpha in that offense for the Detroit Lions, a true target hog, an average over 15 points per game in PPR leagues, just getting peppered with targets. Uh, this offseason is going to be crucial for him, obviously, but Amon Ra St. Brown has the talent and has a potential production to be a legitimate wide receiver one next season, given the right circumstances. I love Amon Ra. Risky, but ceiling is extremely high, and the floor is also very high, in my opinion. I think absolute worst case scenario, this guy still gets 100 targets next year. You know what I mean? Uh, up next here and last for the wide receiver is going to round things out with Kadarius Toney, uh, wide receiver for the New York Giants. He flashed a lot last year sometimes. Uh, given the right opportunities in games, he he really put together really nice campaigns. Uh, the thing is, his injury, staying on the field, consistency with the New York Giants has obviously been impossible over the last few years. But I like Kadarius Toney. I think he's a good buy-low candidate, nice stash in Dynasty Leagues. He can develop really, really well, and I think giving better quarterback play in the New York Giants uh, team and just more consistency for the Giants organization as a whole could really benefit Kadarius Toney. Uh, just keep an eye on him. I think I definitely don't think he's worth counting out at all. Uh, I like him a lot more than Rondell Moore because there's really not an established alpha in the Giants offense, while the Cardinals have DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, and Moore ahead of, uh, of Rondell Moore. Kadarius Toney is behind who? Kenny Galladay in the New York Giants offense who sucked last year. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean, Tony has a lot of room for growth there in the Giants offense, which I really like. Lastly, uh, let's move on to the tight ends room here. Uh, there's not many guys here on this list. Only three uh, I can name off the top of my head who I think really are relevant from this uh, last rookie class. But uh, up first, Kyle Pitts. Uh, he finishes the wide, not the wide receiver, the tight end 11 in PPR points per game this past season, which honestly is lower than I uh, would have told you off the top of my head. 
But I think he obviously has a lot of room for touchdown progression in a uh, regression in a positive way. He only scored one touchdown or two touchdowns last season. I think he easily is a six-plus candidate next year. That being said, though, I don't think he's the top five guy next season, but he definitely could be. Uh, I'm probably going to have him ranked as my tight end six. I probably have him behind TJ Hawkinson, honestly. Um, but I still really like Kyle Pitts. He's my dynasty wide receiver. Uh, I keep saying wide receiver. Dynasty tight end three behind uh, Mark Andrews and George Kittle for me. But I really like Kyle Pitts. I think he has a great future for the 40, uh, not for the 49ers, for the Atlanta Falcons. And I think he's a great young prospect, great player. Second wide receiver. Sorry, <laughs> I keep saying wide receiver. Second tight end of all time to finish over 1,000 yards in his rookie season. I really like Kyle Pitts, and I think he has a bright future in Atlanta. Uh, the question is, can he stay healthy? Can he stay on the field? And can he, can he get consistent targets? especially with the opportunity of Calvin Ridley coming back soon. That's going to be really interesting to see how it impacts his fantasy stock. Up next, we have Pat Fryermuth, uh, my, my uh, fellow Pittsburgh Steeler. Uh, as I said, like, I'm on the team, but big fan of Pat Fryermuth. I think he's a top 10 tight end next year easily. Huge tight end uh, red zone target, huge touchdown guy. Really a big fan of Pat Fryermuth. I think he has a really nice, well-rounded tight end skill set. His nickname, Baby Gronk, is well-earned. Red zone machine, great blocker, all-around balanced guy. I think he's going to be a staple of the Pittsburgh Steelers offense for a long time to come. Uh, big fan of his in Dynasty. He's my Dynasty tight end eight. Really like Pat Fryermuth's skill set, and I would love to see him crack the top ten, maybe even the top six next year. Uh, last but certainly not least, do not sleep on Brevin Jordan, guys. Rookie tight end for the Houston Texans. He started to come into his own towards the end of last season. I really liked his film. He fell really hard in the NFL draft because he's more of a receiving threat, not a blocker. So a lot of teams didn't really like the, you know, the only one-sided aspect of his game. But for fantasy football, we love that around here. We love that he's a receiving tight end. Uh, I think for, he's really, really cheap right now, given his upside, especially if he can develop with Davis Mills in that offense and become one of his featured targets. Uh, don't sleep on Brevin Jordan. Make sure you guys go send out a trade offer. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for today's show. I hope you enjoyed taking a look back at the 2021 rookie draft class and projecting their futures. I hope you enjoy the NFL Combine today, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody, and good morning. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.